Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did, what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. Good And for this episode, we are going to be doing Spoilers Please number 259 for The Suicide Squad. And to be more specific, not Suicide Squad, it's The <laughs> Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, you had The Fast and the Furious and... Fast and Furious. Yeah, Wait, I'm sure. Was yeah. it? Was it? Yeah. She's right. One of them turned out to be the Fast and the Furious versus Fast and Furious. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of dumb. Yeah, that didn't. <laughs> I I'm think, sure. I'm sure that didn't cause any. You watched confusion. all the movies, Albert. What are you talking? About? Well, I think I think it was well, for me. It was more like you know. Fast one, fast two, or what? I think I think Fast and Furious two was. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, I think eight, nine. I think two was just Fast and Furious, right? And then the first one is the thought, Fast and the Furious. I thought, I thought the second one was fast too fast, furious. too furious. So okay, so which one is Fast and Furious? <laughs> is there actually a know. Fast and Furious? Was it the first one or was I it think the first one? No, um, the first one is the Fast and the Furious. I thought I the first one was so. faster. The, the, the subsequent one was the Fasters. God damn it! <laughs> now we gotta look it up. Too fast, too Good furious. job, people. Now we gotta look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I no, that's I, not English. Whatever. Wait, I've been are calling we it the, the keyboard thing. I've been calling it F1, F2 now. F3, F4, F5. <laughs> anyway, why are we supposed to talk about Suicide Squad? Yeah, the Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> stuck in looking at the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> You're the one that started it. I, I think it's Ruthie. This oh, it's Ruthie. It's Ruthie. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Me? Uh, Fast and Furious. Here we go. Fast and Furious is which number is this one? This one is number what? Two thousand nine. Which is two thousand nine? This mm-hmm. is not the first one, is it? Brian Connor back working for the FBI in LA. This is the fourth one. That's the first. No, wait. This no. is the fourth one. The first one was two thousand one. No, the first one is the Fast and the Furious. The second one is Too Fast and <laughs> Too so Furious. <laughs> and then the third okay. one is the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. The fourth okay. one. The fourth one is Fast and Furious. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then the fifth so the one is one Fast Five. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was right that yeah. I was right that first time, at least. God that <laughs> well, what kind of totally a segue is this for the suicide totally squad? Worth yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth that tangent. Jeez Louise. Well, it is a series, so I guess there you go. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Well, moving on to the Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, but the Su- Okay, anyways. Um let's just move on straight to not not, not straight to spoilers, but Straight to, straight to like our thoughts recommendation real quick, uh, jamming. Yeah, uh, here my whole thing. I enjoyed no the spoilers. first twenty minutes. Of, no spoilers. We got. Yeah, no, no sorry. The first twenty minutes, I loved it. A lot of energy, very, very, uh, very uh, in keeping with the Suicide Squad comic book, which I actually read mm-hmm. a, a few issues the last few years and stuff like that. The last thirty minutes, also very excellent. A lot of energy, a lot of action and stuff like that. It's the middle part that kind of threw me off. That kind of didn't. Did not it completely work, but overall, thumbs up. Highly, rec- highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max, obviously. So it's not that big of a commitment, but I recommend it. It's one of the, <laughs> uh, it's one of the better. It's a, it's a thumbs up. It's one of the better DCU, D, uh, DCU movies. What do you call it now? The DC Extended Universe movies. So, right. so yeah, uh, routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Same. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it really came with a lot of twists and turns that was very unexpected. Um, a very fun movie to watch. Uh, I thought the acting was great. I thought the chemistry of the actors were great. Um, I think I know what John Ming is talking about. That the, like, there's a little scene that's a little bothersome. That's but you know we'll get to that in the spoilers. But yes. um, overall, I completely enjoyed this this movie. I am curious if our our scene in the middle that that we thought put the movie to a halt is the same one. But we'll get to that in spoilers. I um, think it is. Mm-hmm. I because it I just so, it wait, just wait, wait, derails yo. everything. I was like, "What the heck? So what? What, what okay. happened here?" Okay. Yeah, like how? Okay, so so first wait, off, they can do that. I love the fact that this is pure rated R. It's a rated yes. R all the way. Love it, yes. love it, love it. <laughs> um, yep, yep. And, and and also, I love sim- that they finally went there. <laughs> yeah, and 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 simply put, uh, this should have been the first Suicide Squad movie. This is what the first right. Suicide Squad movie, Squad movie should, should have, have been. been. Yeah, exactly. All right, I would. Yeah, I would also argue this should have been their first Harley Quinn movie because my one of my issues with the last with the first yeah. Harley Quinn movies, if you're gonna make it an R, go for a hard R. This is a hard uh-huh. R. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Birds yeah, of Prey anyway. were kind, was kind of um, they pulled back so much, which I was hoping for a badass um, all girls you know movie, but it it just kind of fell flat for me. I enjoyed it, but it just kind of fell flat for me. Agreed, agreed. Um, this is I, I, should I go as far and say that this is arguably the best DCEU movie that so, came out so far? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about this too. Now that the other DCEU had it's been a few years. There's been a COVID year to kind of reflect and think about these movies. I, to be honest with you, I would actually bunch up the, the good ones in in just lump it together. They're not, I don't think one stands out. You know, yeah, Wonder you, Woman, Shazam, this one, Aquaman. Shazam they, they all have good this, to, yeah. yeah, they all have the strength of weaknesses and stuff like that. So Correct. I would, all those I feel like there's something about like an. I feel like there's just like something about an on like a an ensemble cast that has such great chemistry that mm-hmm. you don't come across very often that made this movie so much more special and so much more enjoyable than yeah. other um, DC movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Even though I still stand by my word that I enjoyed Zack Snyder's oh Justice my God. League. That was, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. Right <laughs> oh my Jesus I stand Christ. By it. That's I not one of the four good DC movies I listened. What are we talking about? Of it. <laughs> I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to finish that movie. It's playing in the background right now. It's still going. I can't believe it. And and on that note, uh, let's go ahead and move on to spoilers. Now you know it's time for spoilers. 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 Be in this conversation. Quick trivia. Which part of the song did Kansas Point in the Return play in the movie? Oh, part of the song. Part of the movie. Part of the movie. I have no idea. Ruthie? Which movie? Oh. The Suicide uh, Squad. Part of the song? Not, not Suicide Squad, but The Suicide Okay, we're not going there. The Suicide... Uh, the, this song? Where, Mil- no, where Milton... Okay. Where Milton was driving the van. You know, oh, Mil- you know Milton? This? Milton? No, nobody remembers nobody Milton. Milton. That's, that's the problem. That's, part, that's the point of the movie. So nobody first off, Milton. did that joke... No who Milton Who's Milton? Was? So first, off, <laughs> so first off, did that joke work for you guys? Yeah. It did. It did. It, it, it was yeah. kind of like out of nowhere. Like, like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I like that joke. I like that joke. I, I, yeah. I like it when Who's this. Milton? <laughs> yeah. I like it when the movie shows you different parts of traditional villains. You know what I mean? Like different parts of their personality. I like the fact mm-hmm. that the, what do you call it? Uh, Aegis Alba's character is just scared of rats. You know what I mean? He tries to be yeah, this tough, bad awesome. ass. I, you know, I like that. I like the fact that they took a moment and said, who's Milton? Huh? What's going on here? You know what I mean? I like the fact that the rat catcher, too, just likes to sleep. You know what I mean? She just likes to I show know. up, she, nap. She's about to get like eaten and she's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Although, cool. that's, that's a running gag that they didn't play all the way through, though. Like, <laughs> up, to, up to a certain point, and then just kind of stopped doing that. So. Was, no, wasn't there a bit? No, I think they did uh, uh close that loop at the end when they're in that helicopter i mean when they're leaving didn't she sleep next to king shark as a you know mm-hmm. to tie yeah, it up she oh she was that's true she was yeah, 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 yeah i think did. they did tie yeah. up i did tie I up fell asleep right away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah that's also kind of poetic because you know like yes. the last time she was asleep with king shark she was gonna eat her yet yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. the little the little small things that james gunn does in his movies are pretty great yeah yeah and also yeah. just since we're yeah. already since we're here that little the thing I like most about that jungle sleeping, almost getting eaten by King Shark thing is that she didn't believe the people when they say, "Hey, that guy was about to eat you." But when Sebastian the Rat says, "Hey, that guy was about to eat you," that's what she got. She pissed. believes him. I like that. <laughs> that is that's true. A good bit. That is true. That's a good bit. Oh, she Sebastian the, the Rat believes the rats more than yeah. she does people. I love Sebastian the Rat, which is ironic because pe- people don't like rats. Yeah. Or yeah. Like I, I hate rats. In the metaphorical sense. I, I hate yeah. rats. Yeah, but I, I think when I see Sebastian, I think Ratatouille. So, so I yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, I know he was so, so cute. Kind of and he was waving. Yeah. Do you guys know He's who voiced like, the rat? Sebastian the rat. Oh, oh um, the, the rat had a voice. Uh-huh. Kind of had a voice, but uh, I, I, you know, just go ahead and say. It. I, I remember looking up, but I, I called it. I, yeah, I it's from the uh, the iconic uh, the legend uh, D Baker Bradley. The guy who does uh, all the Clone Wars uh, voices. Correct. Like I remember he was, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. But anyway, great so, voice. So, so, yeah. so going back to our thing earlier, uh, what's that What's that scene for you guys? The one that said, what kind of like stopped the movie for you? Um, uh, Ruthie? So the scene where the employees 
Oh, it's a different scene. The, different scene. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. not the same. Okay, how about you, so Jomaine? Which, which one's yours? You know, the, the one they hit her head. I was like, what? Can they do that? They did that? Really? That Wait, what's like, this? I don't know. The one they hit her head. The What's one her name again? Her. Um, Harley Quinn. Waller. No. Wall- oh, Amanda oh, Waller. <laughs> that scene. Amanda Waller. That scene. Yeah. That was at the end. Huh. Okay. Well, t- different yeah. scene. But jumping. Which yeah, one is yours? I said little part, not really yeah. middle. I said a little part. My, like I said, the first twenty minutes, incredible energy, incredible fun, incredible jokes, a lot of twists and turns. But when the movie started grinding to a halt, we went off the tracks a little bit. Is the Harley Quinn side adventure? You mean the one with the with the the romance with thing? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same that's here. When it was. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Albert. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That, that that scene happened. I'm like, I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> like, yeah, why is this happening? <laughs> this is so unnecessary. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought for a second, like, is this? Is she dreaming? Is she? Yeah. Is this actually happening? And then it, it was actually happening, and I was like, wait, what? That was, yeah. I guess, the first one. Yeah. I mean, and then here, when they hit Waller. Yeah. Here's I get my whole the, thing. Oh yeah, you're going. Here's your, uh, yeah. My whole thing is like. Uh, I, be- I I don't know. I believe James Gunn when he says the Warner Brothers l- told him, "Hey, you can write whatever you want." You know, <laughs> you free with. But it does feel like that uh, that Harley Quinn was some sort of mandate where he had to write that scene where he, to establish the fact that to continue the storyline where she's moving further and further away from the Joker. You Correct. know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. So that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And number because number one, number one, that scene goes. But it was on a little for- too literal. Yeah, it it was too much of like a jumping is right. It it was too much of a follow up to the fact. Yeah, that's right, guys. She's not with Joker anymore. Blah blah yeah. blah. This mm-hmm. could this She's could happen. Still mourning their breakup. Yeah, but it didn't have to last that long. It, right. and it was Number, a whole right. montage sequence with a song and all that stuff. Yes, and I Thank get you. it. I get it. But at the, at the same time, yeah. like, can we just move on to the others to the yeah. other part of the story? Yeah, yeah they could have. They could have at least like <clears throat> I, I don't know. They could have been edited better. Yeah, here's my whole thing. Uh, what do you got? Number one, it goes on for too long. Number number two, <laughs> what the, the messaging of the that sequence doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? Okay. The rest of the movie, mm-hmm. if you look at it at the whole at the end, you say, hey, it's about control. It's about you know you know just like Guardian of the Galaxy is about kind of the outcast society kind of fitting in. You know, finding a oh, family, finding a family, right? And also, it doesn't number three, it doesn't play to gain James Gunn's uh, what do you call it strength, which is ensemble. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Harley Quinn's by herself. She's not interacting with the rest of the team, so those. That's why it didn't work. And like I said, the theme, you know, the theme of the movie overall, I think, is about control and stuff like that. Oh. In that sequence, the I, president. I, I don't think. I don't think that's. I don't, I don't think that's it. But go on. But you do agree that whatever messaging the movie doesn't fit her this little side adventure, right? Yeah, this one seemed like they uh, they put it in just to acknowledge the other DC movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but, but I if feel you, like it could have been like if they had a stronger movie. Um, with Harley Quinn as a standalone character, she could have had a scene like that. But here, where she was so separated, and it was so nonsensical the way she was just so quickly separated from the rest of the team and then just continued along this path, it it just, uh, they let it, they let it um, go on for too long. Yeah, and the fourth thing I want to mention was uh, the logic or the story behind that scene doesn't work out either because the president says the reason why he wants to marry her is because her people sees Harley Quinn as some sort of rebel against a U.S. government. Just like, but in the previous movies, I don't think she's established like that. You know what I mean? She's a criminal. I think she's well known, but you go outside the country, do people know who like you know the Uden bomber is, who Ted Kaczynski is? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense, right? It just it just anyway. My whole point is like the, that whole sequence just felt flat. It didn't work for me. That that's a mm-hmm. real thumbs down for the movie. However, um, I think they tried too hard to make it real to like really make the most out of that R rating. However, and of course, it, and of course she's gonna shoot him at the end. There's no question about that. It it did it did seem like they have that they have that um, the reason why they did was because she needed to kill him first off, and it needs that big giant action sequence in what it just one of the best ones in the movie. Her action it sequence was, yeah, was one of the best funny. one in the movie. Sure, sure. You don't think so with the, with the, have, with the animated with birds and the flowers and all that stuff. You didn't I like that? Yeah, what was I, up I, with that? I didn't kind. I kind of didn't get that part. Like, why is she surrounded by all these cartoons all of a sudden? No, because it's in her head. This is how he, she sees life. Like you know, blood yeah. and stuff is like happy. It's <laughs> like it's like in the last movie where she had that. Uh, uh, Madonna. Is it Madonna sequence? In her head, remember it's oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's right. That the, yeah. the the birds of prey did have that in as well. Yeah. 
she has these little fights of fancies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, no. I, I, that, that, that didn't even occur to me. Thing. Yeah, that didn't yeah. even occur to me. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet. Derek! Hey, buddy. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> we weren't talking about you. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I should I just... You know what? Before we, before we segue back into the episode, uh, just to give you a heads up. So far, all we talked about is Milton... And the the Harley Quinn scene where they had that romance thing. That's that's pretty much all we've talked about so far. Okay. And okay. we voted thumbs down as far as that Harley Quinn side adventure. Me and Albert didn't like it. I thought it's a, I didn't, a real. I, de- I, I I totally agree. It oh. distracted distracted yeah. from, detracted was, from the movie. Yeah. There was honestly no point to it. That's what I said. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so much, it so, fit with the rest of the movie. So wait, is this is this fine on my phone? This is okay. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. And, I've, uh, never, well, I've never I've never done a recording. I don't think I've ever recorded a podcast on my phone. <laughs> Not a problem. Oh, we do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. They do all the time. And you know what? Forget editing. Hey, listeners, look, it's Derek from the Kingdom Fatcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would you start now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Surprise. So, the, so Surprise, surprise. Derek's joining us here for the, the, the Suicide Squad conversation here. And let's continue. Derek, uh, yes. thoughts for the movie. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think James Gunn is a very crazy, unique individual for sure. Uh, I don't know where his brain goes, but it definitely goes to some interesting places. Um, I My only problems with the movie was like some of the uh, pace and editing. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. Like I said, the only, my only issue really was that scene with Harley Quinn and the general oh. president. There was there was a lot mm-hmm. of time jumping. There was a lot of editing jumping around. Oh, like there, yeah. I I I mean I know it, I'm not saying it's bad. And a lot of you know films do a lot of time jumping and stuff. But for some reason there was just a lot of the cuts were really abrupt, and a lot of the choices they made were really. I, I just thought they were in strange places. You know, it's one of those things. Maybe if I watch it again, it wouldn't bother me as mm-hmm. much. But there are certain times that like. The movie would be going along fine, and then it would take a left turn, or be like, "Oh, now we're going back twenty minutes, or now we're going back three days." And I'm like, "What? It, I was fine where we were, yeah. and I, <laughs> I, I felt it jumped a little bit too much." And then there was some of the pacing issues were really—I uh, don't want—not distracting, like um, like slowed the movie down way too much. Like the the scene in the in the the bus ride with the little. Her little little Ratso origin story. I, mean, I, I like that scene. Get... That's a good scene. Huh? That was cute. That's a good scene. I like that scene. And that's I'm not saying, the... No, I'm not saying the information was bad, but like it's just there's a it, there was that one. There was um. Okay, course, be, 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 before you before you move on, I thought okay. that scene was a genius way of doing a flashback. The whole flashback was in the window pane. I like that visual mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, you're you know. you're going visual style. I'm just talking the placement. Mm. The That's not right. Of itself, I'm fine with. Well, I, I think I think the build up with Ratcatcher two is important because, like, unlike John May, I I don't think that the team is necessarily about control. I think it is that that final messaging that 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 her dad said in the flashback at the end when she yeah, had sure. all the rats attacked. Uh, attacked yeah, that, no, that's fine. It just I, I hate this. I'm totally very much. There was just there was several examples of times where he would take time out to have like lack of a better word, like heart to heart scenes or like, you know, like uh, uh, relationship uh, uh, scenes to build the characters. And I just felt they slowed the movie down. Of course, I'm totally brain farting on all of them right now. That's fine. That's fine. I I easily think that either they could have been taken out or placed differently or something, but there's at least there's I'm so mad because I just saw it yesterday, but there was just several examples where I'm just like the scene would happen kind of like army of the dead. There was times where scenes would happen and then the movie would go back on track, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Do we really need that last 10, 15 minutes?" And it's like, it it, it just it would derail <laughs> stuff. The the momentum of the movie. So that was my only problem. Was like a lot of the times I felt the momentum shifted yeah. to a to a crawl, or and then it would pick back up, then it crawl again, then it pick back up, and I'm like, "Can we just keep keep it going?" I think. Yeah. I mean, Grant's is just my personal opinion, but I think uh, uh, James Gunn released um, a tweet when the movie first came out and he said it was very strange for him because he watched the movie on the premiere. It was the first time he ever saw it. They had no test screenings. They had no uh, uh, focus groups, like nothing like that because of COVID. So the first time the movie was shown to an audience was on the premiere. And I think that kind of hurt them. I think it would have been better if he would have had some test screenings. 
the two issues, the two examples I would use as far as like weird pacing or kind of clunky is that Harley Quinn insert that goes and the and the romance thing with in the front. I think that just yeah. went on and on. You yeah. you want to go back to the team because the team chemistry at that point was really excellent with Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Ratcatcher mm-hmm. two, and you know what I mean. You want to get back to that as soon as possible, or get Harley to that group added added up as soon as possible. And the other example mm-hmm. I would give is the third act where they. The yeah, you, the time jump between what ha- what you see with Peacemaker and uh, what do you call it, Rick Flag, and what happens to the team above. I thought I don't know why they needed it. It, sh- it could have been smoother because yeah, like you mentioned, it's like a hard cut to see what the other team is mm-hmm. doing up up the setting up the bombs. I just don't understand that hard cut of it all. Yeah, you know, maybe, just, maybe it was out of necessity because it is a big ensemble. It's hard cast. to shoot them. Yeah, yeah, it's a big ensemble yeah, cast. And, and I feel there's a good way he could have made the momentum of them both going at the same time and escalate yeah. the fight with them running, setting the bombs, and like That's what I'm they're saying. getting shot at by the soldiers, and then they could get the fight. He could keep going back and forth. Instead, he's like, "All right, here's story A and here's story B," and he just lets them alone for 15 minutes at a time. And I don't know, it just because the whole the whole big dramatic scene of Flag and Peacemaker happens. And then we go to them just wandering around setting up the bombs, and then the part with Milton and stuff and everything. And it's like the dramatic implications of a big scene with flag and peacemaker to this little like you know kind of like comedic stuff and like i don't know it just it didn't gel very well so you're saying that that james gunn needs to take lessons from john krasinski because john krasinski <laughs> knows how to overlap <laughs> scenes really really well right yes. yeah you know you're right i yeah. I, I i get it derek like I, I know james gunn went with this direction like 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 meanwhile four minutes ago you know that kind of a trope yeah. but i think if he did it the way john krasinski did it may have worked better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the big punchline is what's his name? Bloodsport falling through the roof and seeing that. It, it's not that big of a payoff. You know, I mean, it doesn't really. Yeah. Because it's like 15 either. minutes it, later. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't add to each either scene. You know what I mean? The, yeah. So I, I, I felt that too. Those, like, like I said, those are the two instances where I thought the pacing and was kind of off with editing was kind of off. Those are the two instances. But that's pretty much like, yeah, that's, I, the, if you go pacing, editing, whatever, the, I mean, I have very little else that I have problems with with the yeah. film. Ruti, how about you? Did you feel the same way? I mean, not really. I, I kind of like the the sequencing of the films. I I felt like it was um yeah some some cuts were abrupt, but at the same time, I felt like that was kind of the feel of the entire movie mm-hmm. anyway. So it mm-hmm. it yeah. carried on throughout the movie. So for me, it felt like it was part of the movie. Yeah, I, that I, was the theme. That was his style of the movie. Yeah, I, I'm more in Ruti's camp, where I understand what you guys are saying, and I can see it be improved if you did it that way. Mm-hmm. But but throughout the whole movie, he was kind of doing this anyway, so it kind of worked for me yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, it was, it, and like I said, I thought it was just hit or miss. Like a lot of t- like the first, what I don't know, what you want to say hour when he was doing it, I thought it worked fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to go back to the beginning real quick. The beginning yes, of the movie the where you where you set up the one Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know there was a second one that's happening. I thought that was brilliant. Like I yeah, said, that was, earlier, that was amazing. That was I thought an amazing. That could have been like a whole other movie right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I said before, I, uh, in between the first Suicide Squad movie and this one, I actually read some Suicide comic books and seen some animated movies about it. And this, it's Suicide Squad is that is that you know what I mean? It's a big group. They go on a mission. I a lot of them die. There's a lot of betrayal, a lot of backstabbing and stuff like that. So that first twenty minutes or so. It's very much in the spirit of yeah. what a Suicide Squad comic mm-hmm. book is, is, as far as the ones I've read. Yeah, so I thought that was fantastic. Not only that, but but we we've all seen the trailers, right? Yeah. And at that particular mm-hmm. moment, it wasn't in the back of my head. Like, well, where's King Shark? Where's yeah. Bloodsport? It wasn't mm-hmm. in the back of my head. Like, I, I was just kind of going with it. And another yeah. thing too is that the way James Gunn set it up, you think Savant was going to be our yes, point of exactly, view character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be our point of view character, and then suddenly he just turns exactly. stale and dies. I'm like, even whoa, even if you, Yondu, yeah, because that works on. We were expecting yeah. him to be it, in the movie the entire time. It, it works on a lot of levels. Number one, yeah, that guy Yondu, you know, Michael Rooker works with <laughs> works with uh, James Gunn all the time. So you think he's gonna be around a long time, right? You know what I mean? And just and also they throw out Boomerang from the previous movie, so mm-hmm. he goes, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so bummed. It's so it's it's a it's a really smart. Uh, bait and switch. It's really smart. It also shows that this this director is willing to kill people. You know, yeah, yeah. so so yeah, very I much mean, so. they are like, they are called the Suicide people. Squad. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I I, I, I love this. When they killed off um, Rick Flag, I thought he was going to survive through yeah. or come back like somehow. 
But no, it was very real. Like people get killed during these missions. I think that's very cool because in the beginning he he tells you don't kill anybody, but then towards the end you kind of you get lulled because nobody nobody's died for a little bit, right? And then he kills another Mm -hmm. big character, Rick Flag, and then later on, what's his name? Uh, Polka Man. So that's really good. Yeah, that's smart filmmaking. Like in the in the first in the first movie, they only killed off like one or two characters, right? Yeah, that was one of the, one of the worst scenes mm-hmm. of us. So not oh. yeah. So and, and so at, at least at least this one, this one really was kind of like like if you were like the if you were like those employees for Amanda Waller, you really could have been betting like okay, who's gonna survive, who's gonna die, right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this right. this could have worked. Yeah, yeah. It felt more unpredictable. I think. Yeah. I think they were able to like have such a big cast with like very notable actors that's why like whenever they would kill somebody off it was like oh my god oh my god and then in the whole movie just became predictable he didn't know if somebody else was going to get killed or not correct agreed mm-hmm. um so the the whole the whole thing with the team going back to the team again so i don't know about you but the the, the, the whole scene sequence where where rat catcher 2 was sending all the rats to kill starro and then mm-hmm. flashbacks to her dad saying like when she asked him, like, why rats? You know, because you know, even the lowliest creatures can be worthwhile. And yeah. that mm-hmm. hit me so hard. And, and and like I thought, oh, this is the team Aww. of the movie. Because the, the the Suicide Squad are the lowliest people, you know, because <laughs> they're criminals, you know, nobody really respects them anymore. Nobody expects mm-hmm. anything from them anymore. They have but nothing to lose. they can make a difference still. They can still yeah. be worthwhile. And like that's yeah. an amazing lesson. That you know that people need to hear that one uh, yeah. these days. So yeah, I, I thought Aww, that's the perfect team. That's the perfect a, team. You, you just, yeah, that was like the best pep talk for me to survive the rest of my the first yeah. week of my no. uh, new job. New job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with uh, everything Albert just said. But I shall also, persevere on. <laughs> I agree with everything Albert said, but I also want to tag up and say. Uh, another another thing to me is it's just Albert's relationship with rats because you know mm-hmm, yeah. he mentioned his his dad used rats to torture him and you know what I mean when he failed and stuff like that so I think another key message is like hey whatever trauma you experience uh, can be repurposed you know what I mean mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. you know what I mean what, what what truly hurt you and really scarred you for life can be turned around it can be it can be it could be a source of strength. Look at Ratcatcher. She has a wonderful relationship with rats and stuff like that. It's not hopeless for you and stuff like that. You you can change. You're open. To, you know the possibility of change is possible. You know that's why he kind of reaches out and you know pets Sebastian at the end. So I think that's another key theme. I think that I thought that when that's when the rats came out and so that actually what struck me the most. You know what I mean? Idris Elba, blood sport of it all and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's good mm-hmm. stuff. They they also weren't afraid to show Bloodsport being vulnerable when all the rats were surrounding him. That's what I'm saying. It's funny. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 oh, and he, and he, like, went, he went a bad like hole right there. Yeah. And also, my favorite... My, oh, a, a couple things. Just to show how hardcore he is and stuff like that, he, he cursed out his daughter. He, when he told his daughter yeah. to F off, <laughs> right, that right. was, that's brilliant. <laughs> and also, the other, one of my favorite jokes is like when, he, uh, when uh, Amanda Waller introduces him to Peacemaker, and then he, he says Peacemaker's uh, strength and his history is the same thing as Bloodsport. He says, are you having a laugh? It's the same thing. He does the same thing I do. What are you talking about? Yeah. This is a funny movie. This is a funny, a funny movie, movie that the first one never was. Yeah. yeah. This is a, fun, this is a funny movie. They were movie. competing, killing the whole village, not yes. realizing that yes. they're not the enemy. And the punchline. That, that punchline was like yeah. amazing. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is- it, that's Okay. Since you guys brought it up, I'll bring it up right now. I, the, the other issue I have with this movie is it's the ethics and the morality of it. Of sure. All that stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're the Suicide Squad. They're the I villains. Understand. They are, they are <laughs> villains. They are villains. Listen, yeah. I understand the villains. I understand the fact that this country is not a real country. I am aware of all that stuff. But you can't. <laughs> but the optics of it, the, of a white lady, uh, what do you call it? Harley Quinn, uh, just mowing down, butchering brown brown people, black people without any consequence. It's just disturbing. You can't keep doing that. You know what I mean? You just, it's just bad optics. It's bad and stuff like that. And also the thing is, if you want to do that, you have to come up with a way to kind of have some sort of consequence, have some sort of, it can't be for nothing. You know what I mean? And that's the one of the problems I had with the ending too. At the end of the end, at the end of this, at the end of the day, at the end of the scene, Bloodsport decides to continue the, the suicide squad of all. He doesn't turn over the disc. You know what I mean? Amanda Wall faces no consequences for what she does. We don't know if the people, you know, is it a victory for the people of that island? That the what do you call it? That the rebel uh, won. Do we know that she's good? She's a good person. Do we know the United States won't come back at at all and do the same thing all over again? 
No. Yeah. That's that that bothers me a lot. It really does. It's it's not a good look. You know what I mean? Well, I guess we're gonna find out in the fourth movie. Yeah. Fourth my whole no fourth. Yeah. No, they'll they, they move on from this. They'll move on from yeah. this. My other thing is like this movie is supposed to be like very innovative, uh, rebellious, and very you know forward thinking. But they couldn't think of another way. But the power structure of the movie, the you know the United States being, you know what I mean, being on top, they couldn't figure out a way to bring that down. They couldn't extend that imagination and that rebellion, rebellious thinking to that. That's I, my problem. I don't think this yeah. is the movie for that though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like like when 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 uh when Bloodsport got the tape. I had no expectations that he was actually going to release it to the public. Yeah, no expectation. I mm-hmm. I I knew they were going to go with the same old triple plot trope. Just stick with the status quo. Exactly. Soul, that's exactly. You know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, you're but right. You're, you're right. Use it as leverage. But I'm. But you're selling the movie as, hey, this is a new thing. This is an R thing. This is now a Marvel movie. So you know, you well, can't have it both ways. I, I don't know how I feel about that because because James Gunn doesn't know he's doing anymore. So he probably like wanted to keep it contained in a way. Just in but case, because he has no I'm control just, over other movies. I'm just saying you're just being safe with the, with the structure of yeah. the story. No, you're right. Like it, it was yeah, safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, 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 that is one of the downsides. And just, and, and one more downside I want to mention uh, real quick. One of the great things about James Gunn is like every character, every character you see, whether in Guardian Galaxy or whatever, has a personality, has a point of view. You know what I mean? Everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, the, only, the, the only time it failed him in this movie is twice. Number one, uh, the Tinkerer. I don't, he doesn't. He didn't do any tinkering or thinking or any superpower thing. He, <laughs> he just did gave not expositions. Do any powerful thinking. No. Yeah, he didn't give. He just gave explanation. And he, the, the character Peter Capaldi is a great actor. Correct. I didn't get anything from. And the other one is is the rebel, the the rebel lady. Yeah. I don't. She yeah. just says a generic rebel thing. So you know So no, yeah. I, I, I agree. She's actually a really good. She's a good actor. She's, she's uh, good, the yeah. character on Queen of the South, she, and she's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was also in Narcos, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. The James Gunn made made that guy from SNL. What's that guy's name? Oh, oh Pete Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. He made him interesting and stuff like that. You know, that's what that's what really disappointed me. He didn't. He he was able to make everybody interesting except for those two. And also, uh, side note, side note on his character. I'm just curious. Like, I I would have liked to have seen. I mean, Grant, I know they can't include everything. We'll have a three-hour movie, but the whole thing with he sold them out, I wish we could have saw that and the why. Like, there was no explanation why he even did it. Oh, I, I think the, there was no need for an explanation because they're bad yeah, guys. They're, they're bad guys. The bad guys. Saying, yeah. no, I'm not saying the movie suffers because of it, but I would have liked to have seen it. That'll be yeah, for a TV guy. series. TV series. And also, he's dead! I know, but I'm saying that would be for a TV series kind of, yeah. kind of plot. I know, but yeah, just like the whole thing for like they have this big mission and he... Just throws them all. He knows by what he's doing that they're all going to die. Like I kind of would want to know the reasoning behind it. Oh, sorry, that that me. that also reminds me of of us of a fault of the movie. I think this scene, this movie is missing a scene where Rick Flag. I mean, he real he realizes in the movie that uh, what do you call it? His his A team got betrayed. Right, he was distracted. He should have had like a little confrontation with Amanda Wall at Correct. some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is that's true. Yeah, because he got he got thrown into the shit. Correct. Yeah, he got hosed. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking the same thing in the movie. Like, well, he was put in the team that was supposed to die. You know, so yeah. it's like, what the hell? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's obvious Amanda Waller knew uh, Pete Davidson's character was going to betray them, right? That's why he had... You think he, so? He, I think yeah, so, yeah. She, I, it's Amanda yeah. Waller. Likely. It's Amanda she Waller. It. Yeah. I didn't get everything. that. She called it a distraction. She called it a distraction. Yeah, so I, I think she knew. No, well, I thought they were just a distraction in the sense that they were going to, like, I don't know, like, cause a literal distraction and blow shit up and stuff but i didn't think she knew that they were like gonna get caught because why would she just if if they all got killed then that's valuable people she would be losing in, in the sense of like um not the criminals obviously but like mm-hmm. she'd lose uh harley and flag and stuff and i don't mm-hmm. i don't know if she wanted to lose them i think it's more of a case where where they were gonna go on the the mission where they could possibly die kind of thing mm-hmm. like really could possibly die but they needed a distraction. If they happy to survive the distraction, right. great. Kind of like kind of like with Rick Flag. Because remember, because she was like, "Oh yeah," and Rick Flag, we Rick Flag's still alive. You know, you can go yeah. get him. So if everybody mm-hmm. else was still alive, they were probably going to team up. But obviously, yeah. that didn't happen. So that that's my read as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, I I have a question for Xiaoming since he said he read some of these though. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I wonder about, and this is being I'm more of a Marvel boy than a DC boy. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching all these characters get mowed down mm-hmm. and is it not a big deal of these people that they're taking out of the DC universe for future references? It's like, are these all just like throwaway characters? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just, no. Yeah. Just like, uh, what do you call it? Just like the movie. 
Suicide Squad is mostly made up of C-list, D-list characters. So if they get taken off the board, it's not that big a deal. One of the recent comic book suicide runs is the one I read, and they actually took a major character off the board. That's what that's was a big surprise and stuff like that. So, no, but but yeah. I think uh, there there are actually like uh, I guess I would say a small a small group of fans who don't like this movie because they killed off all those characters, especially the like Captain Boomerang. First off, wow, well, they're idiots. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they're that way. Why is that a big deal? But I mean, that was that they're, was a big yeah. dramatic moment. So yeah. it's very. I thought it's very cool. Very. Very in keeping with the Suicide Squad that Agreed. I read. Uh, to be fair, I read the more recent Suicide I didn't read the John Onslander, the old 80s comic book Suicide mm-hmm. well, Squad. Well, no, but it's like you're, it's like you're saying that the reference of, of what they use or like the theme of them using scrubs or whatever characters. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like Nathan uh, Williams' character did not come off to me as a big relevant character. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you, you know, like a lot of a lot of people get very protective about comic book characters, so blah blah blah. But uh, what's his face? Uh, TDK, uh, the one that Nathan Fillion plays. I think he's yeah. a new character for the movie, right? The, I heard that on a YouTube video, but I think that video is wrong. I think <laughs> there's a TBK character in the comics. Okay, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and his, and that's, uh, and his powers is his powers is wacky. Crappy, where he, yeah, it's very funny. detachable yeah. arms, and he's just slapping them. <laughs> By the way, I, I I told my nephew there is a chance because we know the the weasel is alive, but there's a chance that TBK the detachable kid is still alive because they technically just shot his arm, right? Cause so he, true. yeah, but he was right? lying on the ground like he was dead, right? But still, they shot his arm. Yeah. No, I mean, he get shot, but they they left him lying there on the beach, so it didn't seem like he was still alive. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying he, he could be back. I, I think I think well, James I mean, we Gunn actually didn't see him. I will go with you. I we didn't actually see him get shot. So. Yeah. It, yeah, it it isn't like Savant where his head blew off. You know, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. I think Captain Boomerang. If they brought him back, people will think nothing of it. They're like, okay, he's back. You know, kind of thing. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, so uh, other other stuff we should talk before we wrap this up. Uh, Peacemaker thoughts. Very good. Very funny. Very very good. Very good stuff. Um, yeah, I I actually. I, I've had this. I've had this loaded up since I saw it. Uh, the way that I know you guys have talked about on your episode, and I've seen people say after it came out, everyone said that Florence Pugh stole Black Widow. I think John Cena stole this yes. movie. He's very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you compared to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is really good. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. And he's uh, hilarious. Com- yeah, very good in comedy. Very good in action. Good chemistry and stuff like that. His his when he first appeared in that scene with the tidy whities, I laughed and laughed and stuff like that. <laughs> Him taking the 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 notes very seriously, asking about the starfish and the whole very funny, very <laughs> stuff. Oh man, the whole with him taking notes is great. Yeah, it's very funny. He's he's <laughs> his deadpan is so underrated. He's yeah. really good at deadpan. He's yeah. very, very good. Actually, you know who they who James Gunn wanted was uh, Dave Fatista, right? Oh and okay. Yeah, he offered it to Dave Fatista, but Fatista had to say no because he had to decide between this movie and Army of the Dead. He picked Army of the Dead. Oh, because, what a mistake. Yeah. It's a <laughs> right? bit, but I feel like John I, I don't know. I think he did it a favor. Right. Yeah. I was about to say what Derek said. Yeah, it seemed like this role was better for John Cena, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Batista would have been too much like just doing Drax all over again. Yeah, because yeah. Drax is also deadpan right. humor as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But there is a, a certain gun hole patriotic blind patriotic energy you know uh not quite maga energy i guess i get maybe but a little bit <laughs> but, but just a little a, a little uh, it's a, it's a, it's an energy it's a certain energy though you know what i mean when he talks about like killing women and children for patriotism for freedom and stuff mm, like that you yeah, know what i mean yeah. very funny eating a bag of dicks very funny stuff you know what i mean yeah. oh yeah, that eating a bag of dicks is great <laughs> it's very funny yeah yeah, Peace- yeah. Peacemaker, peacemaker would totally be a trumper yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 I guess I guess I'm okay that he actually out of out of this multicultural cast, the white guy has a TV show in HBO Max yeah, is coming out. So yeah, that's a whole thing. But but I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. Hopefully, the oh, guy with the gun, the white the white guy with the gun, has some sort of consequence in that TV show. It's very dangerous. It's a very dangerous thing that John uh, James Gunn is doing with that TV show. But we'll wait and see. You know, we'll wait and see. Yeah, because it's going to be like if he if it's his own show, we're going to supposed to be rooting for him in a way. He's probably going to do questionable things. Yeah, and also, have we in this uh, review? Have we mentioned sorrow, sorrow of it all? I, fantastic. I, I briefly mentioned him getting killed, but yeah, he I, is love fantastic. Uh, I love I love. Uh, go, go, going for, with going with uh, Derek's comparison with Florence Pugh and and Peacemaker, I'm going to compare uh, Red Guardian with King Shark. 
I think for a yeah. lot of people, King Shark is yeah. the adorable guy. You know, he's like, oh, he looks like a stupid guy. King Shark was yeah. so much cuter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell David Harbour that. And King Shark is so much cuter. But, but Well, yeah, Red Guardian was probably a little smarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah King, King, King Shark stole the movie for a lot of people. Uh, I would argue mm-hmm. myself as well. I mean, I just, he's he's adorable. You know, so it's a, it's a murdering man-eating person. And he's adorable. Yeah. I think we should, we should also mention we shouldn't take what do you call uh, Amanda Waller? Who's the actor's name? Oh, uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. She's we amazing. Take it for gra- we yeah. shouldn't take it for granted. She's an amazing actress, man. Her yeah. focus, she really is. Her focus, her concentration, her deadpan, her control, her dead eyes. Yeah, it's amazing. She, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. She, at some point, she's throwing, she throws. She has a little. She a really little, scares me. Like she when little, she's in that character, she scares me. Yeah. And she also has a little bit of a side note too, where the, hey, I'm practicing my golf swing because I got play with a senator later I, you know mm-hmm. i don't want to screw up you know what i mean yes yeah, she, she was like she, there's like shades she she wasn't in the movie the whole time but the the, right. the few scenes he was in especially towards the end like in the back when i was watching in the back of my head i was going she's like the best actress the best actor she, in this whole movie she really is man <laughs> is, you know yeah. well i mean she has one in the academy i mean, she is an yeah. Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I mean ratcatcher too that actress is getting a lot of heat of course harley quinn is getting a lot of attention you know yeah. awkward out man is a cult you know a non, oh, uh, you know him. king shark yeah. But you you shouldn't take Viola Davis for granted. She's a yeah. fantastic actress. She's yeah. amazing. She's amazing in this role. It's since she brought it up, Polka Dot Man. The yeah. whole thing with the mom did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. And I thought it was like... For the James, end or just an origin? It, it, in the comic books, it's the same thing, Jotman? Do you know anything about I don't this? know. Actually, I don't know anything about but, it. But yeah. the fact that James Gunn actually did the whole like superimposing the mom on the characters... Yeah. Did not... I was not expecting that. And that was like, oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> Late, in a YouTube breakdown video, they also mentioned... Because they, they, they zoomed in. The, the rat, Sebastian, is also in the shape <laughs> oh, no. of the mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, Fuck Up That Man is uh, is fantastic. He, I, I, I knew the character more from uh, Gotham. He played, he played the character in Gotham, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, he's good. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Who was he in Gotham? Uh, I forgot the name, but he was in Gotham. I think he was like the the guy that was bringing back Joker, or something like that. Oh, like, so he was. Was he like down the down the stretch? Because I stopped after like season three. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, it could have been something after that or before. Yeah. Okay. He always plays quirky, weird characters. That's what's fun about him. That he's, a, he's a really good actor. That he does, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so Poco that man. Who, who, oh yeah, uh, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. We have to mention that. Uh, he's very oh, funny. Man. Perfect yeah. casting. Perfect casting. <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. I, I saw some. I saw some guy randomly uh, put out on Twitter. He's like, he's like, who knew that we've been, you know, waiting on Sylvester Stallone all these years just so we could do this role. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, right? His best role in real in years. Uh, it awesome. really takes advantage of his voice, that distinct Sylvester yeah. Stallone, slow monotone voice. It's it's good, good. Right. it's good casting. It's amazing casting. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up, Derek. Uh, I, I as much as uh, uh, there's uh, everything that I've liked about the film and everything I've said about liking the film, um, I still never get tired of watching Margot Robbie. She is she's really beyond, good. one of the. Mm-hmm best actresses working today easily and uh, it's just it you never get tired of seeing what she can bring even though she this is her third time doing harley you yeah, she still finds a way to like she still finds way to bring so much life and fun to it and you're just like oh great here we go with this one again you know uh, i would give the same you know same thing with like uh hugh jackman wolverine you know they're always entertained but like it's it's a lot to keep making a character uh so fun and lively and uh that you want to keep seeing Especially around but like yeah, at, at the same time, like, the way they write her, it's like, I mean, she's just a complete and utter uh, huge joy, like, what they give her with the lines and the, the, her uh, fun for violence and everything, and the fact that she is so unstoppable in so many ways. Um, the <laughs> One of the things that I thought was early, but it was such a perfect example of her so much is, like, when all the soldiers show up. And they're like, you know, whatever. They're like, kill them or whatever. And she just gets out the rock. And she goes, okie dokie, let's go, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, and also like, I love so much how uh, James Gunn throws uh, an individual style into this mm-hmm. versus David Ayer's version. Not, this isn't a knock towards David Ayer, but I'm saying no, in the sense of it, making it yeah. a distinction is like, I mean, the thing where Harley is running and she's got all the flowers coming out. Right, right. And you know, the thing, the thing with all the writings for the meanwhile yeah. and five minutes later, 
And uh, there's so yes. many. Uh, yeah, it's like separating issues in a miniseries. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a big ca- t- title caption. I did. Yeah, I, really I, cool. I, 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 he I, uses so many different, like, he uses so much different, like, computer graphics, animation, like, all this stuff to, like, accentuate the editing and the yeah. uh, everything and stuff. Um, and the David Ayer version was more of just a, a standard, like, soldiers well, going in to take down, yeah. you know, some, uh, said threat. And that was it. Like, the, James Gunn put us more into like a comic book superhero world mm-hmm. with like the starfish and like the king, the literal king shark and stuff and everything. So he 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 found a way to make it more of the cartoony comic book way. Yes, uh, Ruthie. Um. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I still like the pacing of the film. Um. I enjoyed the the fact that he the the director James Gunn was not afraid to kill off characters. Mm-hmm. Um. I like that he pushed the limits and, you know, really tried to take full advantage of the R rating on the movie. Yes. Um, yeah, I I mean, there were some things that dragged on a little bit too long, but overall, I think, you know, it, it worked. It really worked with uh, the quirkiness of each character, with um, the jokes, the, the punchlines, everything. I feel like everything really worked. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jamming. I shall I shall mention Starro again. At the end of this movie, there's big Starro, <laughs> big Ka- the kaiju, Ka- the kaiju turns into a Godzilla uh, movie and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And I love the way how it's animated. Going back to what Derek was saying, it, it, all the movie has like kind of these different tones and stuff like that. And at the end, it shifts to a different tone, a, a Japanese kind of like kaiju movie and stuff like that. And the way they animate the the, the Starro and the little individual ones, it looks fantastic and stuff like that. And I was mentioning earlier, his strength is ensemble casting, right? And everybody has this little moment. Starro has a little bit of a moment at the end when the, mm-hmm. when the last Starro sa- says his dying words. Hey, man, I was just out there in space, floating, minding my own <laughs> business. Leave me alone. I'm a, mm-hmm. He's a victim yeah. in this too and stuff yeah. like that. He's a loser, and that he's losing all this. You know, what I mean, he's a victim of of uh, people being uh, con- uh, controlling him of the Americans, of, of, of lives. Americans, mm-hmm. yeah. So I love Star. I honestly, I kind of wish they would have saved that to the very. I mean, as a surprise for the third act, but that's not how. Uh, you know, big blockbusters work anymore. But I just love the Star of it at uh, at the end. I just want to mention that real quick. And also, when Star showed up, I was wondering how are they going to defeat this guy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so and then the way they did it was like, okay, that totally works for me. Uh, yeah. For me, I knew that I knew the spear was going to come into it in some way because it was it was yes. they were they kept throwing so many comments on like why she had it in its purpose. So I didn't oh. know how, but I knew it, so, it, it, it that was going to have some significance. The spear joke, I completely forgot about that, but you just reminded me yeah. the spear joke at the beginning, like hold this for in silence, right? It is yeah. yeah. In I was I was already <laughs> shouting out. For who? For who? And then yeah. she says it. I'm like, yes, you said it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but um, one one negative comment to end this off. Somehow, I'm gonna do this. Do it this way. The song choices are, isn't all that great. I mean, I thought I thought it's fine, but it isn't like his other movies or the Guardians of the Galaxy movie where the songs really stand out. This one, I yeah. thought it was just like it didn't. You know, it was a good combo yeah. of songs, was, but you know, it was as forgettable I, as Milton. <laughs> oh. yes. I don't think I don't think they focus because the the other one they spent so much time with the introductions and giving people songs for their introductions and he mm. didn't really do that. We got more of the characters just thrown at us all at once, so he didn't really have like individual standout moments. Yeah, I kind of agree with Albert in the sense that what uh, if this movie was was presented to you in a vacuum and you didn't watch the previous Guardian of the Galaxy movies and stuff like that, you would say, yeah, this soundtrack works. It's really interesting. It's diegetic sound and all that stuff. But if you compare it to Guardian of the Galaxy and the song choices in that, where every time a, a new song comes out in Guardian of the Galaxy, you're like, wow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it levels up. You know what I mean? Every song plays so well into into the same. It, does, it doesn't have that same effect here in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, not you know as what much. I mean, but, I, like, I, I like, I like the, the Johnny Cash one in the beginning. It works perfectly yes. well. But and then it stops there. I mean, I mean, yeah, you got you got point of no return with Milton in the van, like like in, in like my spoiler song. But besides that, what was the point of that? It was point of yeah. no return. I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, if I close my eyes, I can mentally go through both Guardian movies, and I, as I go through each scene, I can tell you hum the songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To each one, I can't do that for the, I can't do, the yeah. Suicide Squad. Same here. Yeah, same yeah here. but the, the difference with that Star Lord is so. Is his, his so much one of his character traits is the music. Yeah. That's a good is, point. That's a fair point. It's like they don't. There's no. There's no uh, significance of music through the characters with this movie. 
Yeah, but that, I think it, a, I think it doesn't I think that's help. A fair point, though. Like I think Jami made a point earlier how how this movie is being marketed. This movie was being marketed as James Gunn and his songs again, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I was waiting for it throughout the movie, and I didn't really get that. So maybe that's one thing I'm I'm disappointed in. But no, I, I I agree with you. But it's like in the end, like I don't think it was. I don't think it was meant for this movie the same way it's meant for Guardians. And the first one, like I said, like they used the music differently. I don't yeah. think there was really room for there. If it's like if you were trying to tell me where would the music cues even be for this movie, there I don't think I can yeah. find. Them. I would say you're both right yeah. in a way. Okay, and on that note. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, Derek. Do tell, do <laughs> yeah. tell the uh, forget you're here, Derek. Do tell the 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 five listeners out there uh, where to find you online. Oh. Uh, I am Derek at the Geek Potato on the IG and the Twitter, and uh, uh, my podcast, uh, the Geekdom Fancast. We are on all podcast apps. Oh, it's me, Albert. This is Albert. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five by Five. Still janky, Ruthie. Wait, what? Wait, what? I <laughs> talking about. Was that, was that a plug? Was that like? A, no, I'm like just a saying we're still on janky here, but go on, Ruthie. Your turn. Oh. <laughs> My name is Ruthie. Uh, I I can't come up with anything funny, but uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ruthie. Now I forgot. Ruthie Grace 13 and Ruthie's Cats. This is Jamie. You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L O U. Music has been provided by the White Access. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whowhatworstway.com as well as the show notes. And this week, uh, I know it's a running joke with Ruthie, but I'm going to toss it to Derek. Derek, before we go, (laughs) give the listeners a recommendation. Oh, on the spot. Um, I, I I can't remember if this has been done before on this show, so I apologize. But I've been I'm currently watching it, um, and because of my uh, of you uh, wonderful guests, I'm gonna use it on purpose. Uh, I'm watching Warrior, and I'm almost done with the first season, and it is fantastic. I oh. I am really really enjoying it. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Uh, it's about the uh, the San Francisco uh, China uh, gangs back in the oh what what year is that? It's in the 70s. Isn't it 70s? Huh? Late 1800s? Okay. The 1800s? Okay. Uh, whenever they were building a Transcontinental Railroad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, the 1800s. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. I'm really when off, but go on. When all wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me call what? upon my spirits to, 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 to let me to <laughs> Great, great but, uh, grandfather. Wait, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's made by the same guy that made Banshee. Uh, if you are familiar with it, mm-hmm. most people probably are not. Banshee was a really fun show on Cinemax. Uh, it's a, but uh, Warrior is a lot of great... Uh, uh, martial arts and uh, inter-gang uh, dealings with the culture of the Asian gangs and stuff. It's not just you know nonstop uh, martial arts fighting. There's they do a lot of stuff to do with like their homeland and how they deal with the ethics um, and the ways of dealing with uh, their culture and stuff. So uh, and then there's of course the other side with all the evil white people who are trying to get all the Asians kicked out of San Francisco and don't mm-hmm. like them. So there's all the racial uh, prejudice in there. Um, I, I'm almost done with the first season. It's only two seasons. There is a third coming out, so uh, this would be the great time to jump on it if you haven't. Yeah, and the lead guy is in uh, is Storm Shadow in the Snake Eyes movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> this was episode 475 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast in the What Works Way Network. And Derek, thanks for uh, jumping in, lit- like literally. So I am so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So Peace. Yeah, a piece. <laughs> yeah, well, bye. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing like, like catchphrases for goodbyes now. Oh, I'll just uh... be polite. Saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, Albert. Don't edit this. I was a jerk, man. I'm saying, should I say goodbye? What do you think? <laughs>